0: Someone adds another log to the fire, sending sparks up into the dark sky. The moon is beginning to rise over the heads of the group gathered around the flames. More warming drink is passed around, and the members drink deeply. The atmosphere is aided by the glow of the fire, the flickering shapes it casts around them. Shoulders relax as they settle in for the night. A silence descends on the people as they wait. The Elder calls out from her place in the Circle, Who will give us a story? Who has a light to show us the way? A woman from the North stands and speaks to the Circle. I do. I am the mystic. Ancient and sacred knowledge is my skill. I seek union with the Divine. I am guided by my intuition and rise to a higher calling. My search for the holy is through physical acts, spiritual suffering, and mundane activities. Every action must commit me closer to the divine, whether in real life or my heart. I know things beyond ordinary understanding. I am so fulfilled by my spiritual connection that sometimes earthly pairings seem unnecessary. My shadow side can lead to an egocentric concern for my own spiritual progress to the exclusion of others. I can feel an overinflated sense of self-importance at having reached a higher level of consciousness. Tonight, I offer the tale, Braiding the Waterfall. Hidden deep in the heart of a forest, a waterfall tumbled over itself. It was woven from thousands and thousands of the fine hair from the village women. It was a sacred place, and the women allowed their hair to grow long and uncut. When they felt the hand of death upon them, they journeyed to the summit and added their locks to the waterfall, tying and snaring them in the limbs of the surrounding trees. Much of the hair was gray or white, as most women were lucky to grow old. But some bright strands of golden red could be seen here and there. A girl from the village had felt a calling for the place. She journeyed there often, mesmerized by the flowing hair and the sounds the rushing strands made. She often sat on a tree branch, which jutted out and let the hair wash over her legs, dangling her feet in the water. There, she could hear the hair waters whispering to her. She could not understand the words just yet, but they filled her with a sense of peace and purpose. She went more often, yearning to learn the secret of the tumbling flow. A nosy blackbird took note of the girl who sat half submerged in the waterfall. Her gold hair caught his eye, and he lit on the tree branch to sing to her. Annoyed that he had drowned out the half-heard whispers of the water, she waved her hands at him. He opened his wings and he flew away. But he watched her from a distant tree, carefully hidden out of sight. A few days later, the girl returned, trying to make out the mumbles of the hair slipping strand over strand. The black bird hopped closer, and just as she caught a snatch of a word, he let out a note. The girl was furious. How would she ever learn to hear the half-words if she was being spied on? She grabbed a rock and threw it at the bird who dodged and flew away. The girl tried to resubmerge herself in the water, but she could not catch the current, and the hair whipped around her legs painfully. Defeated, she went home. The girl went again the next day but on her way there, she waited until the blackbird saw that she was not there and left. The girl settled herself in the shallows of the water and tried to listen. She heard bubbles and tiny silver bells of wisdom, but the sounds still would not shape themselves into words for her. The girl decided that she must not be deep enough in the waterfall. She should journey deeper into the heart. Perhaps there the words would ring clear. They would not be so loud that it would be drowned out by the world around her, and even the bird's song would not distract her. She gathered a bundle of the sifting hair, hauled it ashore, and braided a thick mast and anchored it to the trees. She then tied herself into the center of the braid and began to walk out into the waters, going deeper and further than before. The rushing words grew louder, and she could almost make out the meaning— the blackbird had been watching her venture out into the rolling hair, but he saw with his keen eyes that the braid was beginning to unweave itself. The girl would fall over the waterfall and be lost in the hair, buried. Flying to the knot, the blackbird found that he was not strong enough to hold the rope in place. The last thread was giving way and the braid began to pull free from the tree, spilling the girl over the top of the waterfall. The blackbird changed and grabbed the trailing rope with human hands. Now a boy, he held the rope, but the weight of the girl tugged him into the rushing tides of hair. He gained his footing, but he stood knee-deep in the pooling waters. He had to hold the line, no matter how hard the waters pulled, for if he let go, then the girl would never come back up. Below the top of the falling hair, the girl dangled, submerged beneath the spilling hair waters. Wisdom flowed over her, rushing past her ears. All her clothes were washed away, and she was laid bare before the ancient hair. It slid over and under her, examining every inch, every thought, every deed. Nothing was hidden from the ancient threads. All the words, once muffled and faint, became sharp and clear. All knowledge that was past, present, and future filled her bones, her very marrow. Her soul sang with the knowledge of life. A single thread slipped around the girl's wrist. It was rare that one was granted such an all-seeing and all-knowing wisdom. Those who had found it before were normally lost in the flow and tumbled down. But the raven boy now held the rope above and he would be able to pull her to safety. But it was taboo for a man to set foot in the sacred waters. But he was not really a man. As he held the girl's full weight, hair pooling around his ankles, and some knowledge flowed into him, slowly he pulled the girl up, hand over hand. When she rose from over the edge of the waterfall, she glowed golden and the hair water parted before her. As the raven boy had been touched too by the water, he possessed some as well. He would not be allowed to return to his bird form, as the knowledge was too big to be contained in such a small body, but with his newly gained knowledge, he understood the girl in all aspects. When she stood on the shore before the boy, she looked at him with eyes that had seen and knew all, and she saw him for the raven within his skin.